Hey, it's uh, alcohol and shenanigans time. Is it? It is. It is. It is that time. So, um, Brent, I think um, one of the things, because of the title of this show, is alcohol and shenanigans. I, I think that um, this being the first episode, um, and we have no idea what we're doing yet, but I think that um, like a good christening or breaking in of the show would be like a shot. Well, yeah, figuring alcohol is in the title. So, yeah, you know, I thought um, we'd do a shot of some Jackfire, something easy, but just to kick things off as part of the shenanigans. So let's do it. And the alcohol. And the alcohol. And the alcohol. So, here, to... Uh, <laughs> cheers. Cheers over the electronics. Mm. They're still working, so I don't think we spilt anything Ooh, on them. Hey now. Hey now. Alright. Alright. So anyhow. Welcome to the show. This is this is a whole new thing for me. How about you? Yep. You, you got you got stuff going on. Well, yeah, but it was also only the first episode, so <laughs> We will see where it goes from there. We're we're testing out this. We're still kind of in test mode with this equipment and um, kind of figuring things out and just winging it, really. Yeah, you know? this is this is going to be a weekly podcast of just talking random shenanigans. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. I oh, think. it is. And um, you, you know, uh, as time goes, things will change, sure. But uh, as we figure things out and everything, but. I think, um, I mean, sky's the limit. Well, say sky's the limit, but I don't know. These days, I think we're a little more limited. I got, I got to watch my mouth a little bit. Yeah, all you got to do is make the uh, rating ex- or explicit. I can't even talk right now. Explicit. Explicit. That's the one. But I mean, even then, though, I feel like nowadays with uh, the things, just society. I mean, I'm not going to get into it because I don't, I don't want to get into that. But, um, like watching what you say, it's it's everywhere. You know, like yep. you can get, you can get canceled. For, you, have, you have to be politically correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm. You know, this is uh, for me. I guess the older I get, it's not really about falling in line so much as like I don't really give a shit. So, I mean, people are going to be the way they want to be. Um, like the PC crap, I hate it. But at the same time, I don't have the energy anymore to be fucking pissed off about that stuff. Like I have enough shit going on. It's like, yeah, well, this just came out. You can't do this. You can't say this now. And I'm like, I just shrug. Eh. Well, yeah. Just I mean, <laughs> I, I see it every day. I work in it every day. And uh, that's true. You do. Most of the complaints that I take every day, I'm like, did you really take the time to complain about something that is not that important? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, yeah, you, you work in retail, so you know, like, you know, you've, the, the, you, ins and, you, the ins and outs of you're, it. You were on the front lines of dumbass. <laughs> I yeah, dumbassery. Uh, but it's Stu- true. Stupidity. Yeah, it's dumbassery for sure. It is stupidity. I feel like, you know, I'm yeah. just... The the thing is, though, when people take the time to actually complain, it's like, you know you wasted so much of your day to try to fix something that is not going to actually be fixed. Yeah, They're right. going to tell you on the phone, I am sorry. I'm uh, sorry for the inconvenience. And as soon as we're off the phone, on to the next. Yeah. You know, and hopefully my bosses aren't listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's hope. Ah, that's the other thing. You know, I. Uh, I guess I got to reel that in too because I I could say a few things too. Uh, just but, you know, the general public in dealing with and being a person that um, serves the public, it's it's very often hard to bite your tongue, and I know it's like it's your livelihood. But sometimes people really test you, and I kind of wonder if sometimes those people are really there just to test you. Like, you get those customers who, 
I almost feel like they make a living out of coming into the store or coming into any place of work and just making your life hell for five minutes even. Oh, yeah. You know? You have those people every day. And um, I just, I I mean, I, I was there too. And I mean, I'm still a public servant too. So I, uh, I get it. I'm just more behind the scenes now. Yeah. Not, uh, not the face of. Yeah, I'm the face. Yeah. So anything comes to you. Oh, yeah. Something happens. Why are there no pork and beans? Well, that's because right now Van Camps aren't making them. Or that's a pretty good answer, at least. That's what I would say. Say, Well, you know, there's shortages everywhere right now. There is. Well, that's true. There honestly is. And people don't don't believe you. That's true. That's true. Well, they had that, um, like the beef plants. There were like nine plants, major U.S. plants that were shut down. Not that long ago. Yeah, and that's still the issue. No. You get to hear about people complaining about beef prices and pork prices because they're going up. Yep. But there's nobody to process it. There's not a shortage on the meat. There's right. just uh, no people wanting to work to actually process it. So, therefore, the prices keep going up. Yep. Supply and demand, people. It's supply and demand. But, I mean, if nobody's wanting to work uh, to package this stuff and process it and do everything else with it then i mean you know i don't know it's a bad I, like prices for everything lumber lumber is oh yeah shoot through the I roof i was gonna say well you could build a porch for 500 bucks last year mm-hmm. and now you're looking at two thousand three thousand yep. to build that same porch yeah somebody was telling me today actually we had a uh um excavation crew come to uh work on playgrounds for our school and uh, it was like 200% increase on lumber prices. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And That's the, all. The, the cost of equipment, or not the cost of equipment, but the uh, lead time to get the stuff. Uh, we ordered coolers back in March, and I think we're supposed to finally have them delivered at the end of September because of uh, material yeah. and people to put it together. So... It's only going to get worse from here for, I feel like it. for a while. Yeah, for a while. I mean, well, you're still getting federal aid. You're getting the unemployment checks. And, uh, like, you can't find work. Oh, yeah, everybody's hiring. Everybody. Yeah. I, it's it's crazy how many, like, you know, I used to knock people who would stand out there and panhandle and, and uh, be in front of, like, Walmart when they'd have, like, a now hiring sign up. You know, and it's like 500 feet. They just walk over there and get a job. McDonald's but, is always hiring. Yeah, but now everywhere's and, doing and it. Uh, so a lot of the time they're standing on the corner right next to a McDonald's. What's your excuse now? What's your excuse now? I don't think we you really have an excuse now. You just don't want to work. You just don't want to work. All right, now that we've had a political type tirade. <laughs> so there's my there's the politics. Yeah, for the so night. What do we want to talk about now? We can always go back to a real easy uh, thing to talk about. I can just uh, say to you, so uh, how about them bears? How about them bears? You know, you brought up uh, Justin Fields' contract with Chicago. Yeah, four-year, $19 million. Yeah. And um, it makes me excited. Like, it makes me excited, but hesitant at the same time. Because I'm hoping that the kid is what we think he's going to be. But everybody knows the NFL is a whole different beast than college ball. And I would just hate for him to... Get the deer in the headlights look. Yeah, come into the game. Even if he's confident... You know, and has all the right skills and tools and goes through camp and does everything his first year. All it takes, all it takes, man, those defensive linemen will rough him up. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, they'll make him feel right at home in the NFL. One of the key examples is just look at David Carr. When he was drafted number one overall to the Houston Texans when they started the uh, franchise. Yeah. That guy took them more sacks than I think any other quarterback has ever taken in their life. See, and he could and, be damaged for. Oh, he, he is damaged. He uh, 
he went down as one of the biggest busts of all time. Yeah. And, well, I mean, he played for the Houston Texans as a franchise expansion team, so it's kind of makes sense that of that but right right it's it's the prime example because he was coming out of college he was the big name guy he was supposed to lead the franchise and all that and yeah he once you get hit 800 times a game you kind of get that mentality of ah crap what's going to happen to me next right and that's you know it's a whole different game coming in like you're you're a sports buff way more than me but like i i think I know enough to know, like when they, a guy is getting the shit knocked out of him, it's, like there's a big difference between, like granted there are some big college players, but when you, you it's like a whole different regimen when you get into the NFL, like your training and everything at their their peak levels when they get into the NFL, like these guys are monsters. Oh, yeah, and you got your veterans who are seasoned veterans. It's not so much your rookies, but your your guys that have been in there for six at least six seven years that kind of know, you know, what's going on. Those guys, they're they're not gonna take it easy on you. Well, no, that's 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 how it is. But they, they weren't taking it easy on when they came in as rookies. Welcome, so. welcome to the game. Yeah, you it's know, a, it's a it's a job. Yeah, you're playing a game. But your job is to play football, so yeah. they're gonna show up every day and make your life hell because that's what they were. That's what they're supposed to do. I'm just, I'm just hoping that, if nothing else, I think that they should still start Andy Dalton. Well, and the thing, then, is, thing is, you guys still have Nick Foles on the uh, roster too. I know. I know they still have camps, all that summer camp and everything going on. But it's like. <sighs> How much do they pay Dalton? I don't even know. Uh, I think he got like a $10 million contract, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean I, he he's got to be better than Foles. I mean, he's got to be better than Foles. But well, I say that, I said that when Foles came in, and I'm like, hey. hey. It's got to be better than Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, I said that, and look what happened. But, I, I mean, on paper, Foles is good. I mean, he's. A, I will say he, this: he's, he's a tough son of a bitch. Like he, he has a Super Bowl ring and he's a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> he's 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 tough, and like he's he's taking a lot of shit. But uh, well, you have to be if, to play in Philadelphia. Well, you have to do that in Chicago too. Oh yeah, <laughs> ask Jay Actually, Cutler. Yeah, those are those are two <laughs> terrible. Uh, well, not they're not terrible sports cities, but they're two hard cities to play in. You know, speaking of that, speaking of that, since we're on that subject, um, like Jay Cutler, uh, I. In the time, in the heat of the moment, I hated the guy. I hated him. Like, I know he had an arm. I know he could throw the ball. I've, I've seen it. But, like, when it counted, couldn't do shit. But, at the time, I'm blaming solely Jay Cutler on everything. Um, I don't necessarily think it was all Jay Cutler. But, you know... For what it's worth, that guy took so many hits. <laughs> yeah, a lot of unnecessary hits. So many that, you know, I just, I don't know. I If nothing else, I'm not saying I'm crediting him for anything. But the one thing I'll credit him for is at least the guy can still walk. Because he he, sh- he showed up every game too. He he got the shit knocked out of him. I don't know how many times, and I would give him so much flack because he'd be on the sidelines crying about however that drive went. And I mean, we did. But to be fair, we really didn't have an offense either. Well, I mean, you we had, had we had we had weapons. Yeah, you had Brandon Marshall, but we didn't have a line. Yeah, and that's that's what you need to protect your quarterback. Right. And that's the problem. I feel like even Jay Cutler might have been a different. I mean, he was there forever, but he would have been. It might have been a different story if we had some protection. He would have looked like Jay Cutler from the Denver Broncos yeah. because they had an offensive line to protect him. Yeah, and that's so the, that's what you guys traded for, and yep, you didn't upgrade the offensive line to protect him. And that's what I hope they do with Fields if he if they're thinking long term with him. I knew. I know they made moves on our offensive line, which I'm thankful for, but um, I hope it actually pans out. And I also hope that 
that Nagy, if he, if he does start him or whenever he does start, plays to that kid's abilities and not to his play calling. Well, I mean, if Nagy goes back to his days where he was in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, which Justin Fields has Patrick Mahomes-like, I, I would say expectations. Yeah. Coming from Ohio State, he's a scrambling quarterback. I mean, he can throw the ball too, just like Mahomes. So I don't think that he would have to tailor the offense to – He could adapt. His, yeah, I think it was he would actually get to run the offense that he wants to run, like he did in Kansas City yeah. when he had the guy to do it. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm ex- I I am excited because I was at a, a point where I was going to stop watching Bears football completely, and then they threw that surprise in. It's like, hey, by the way, we're drafting a quarterback. Mind blown because the Bears have screwed up so many draft picks. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was like when you traded up one pick and took Trubisky when San Francisco totally smokescreened you guys. They were not taking Trubisky with the second pick in that year's draft. That was bad. They, they moved back to three, and they got the guy that they wanted. That was bad. I mean, it's business. At the end of the day, it's business, and you got to be smart with it. But I can't tell you how many years after drafts that I've been disappointed with draft picks, you know. Trades with guys who are already in the NFL, that's a whole different story. But rookies coming into the game, it's like, yeah, they they might be good. They yeah, don't the dra- fit our team. The draft is all about potential, so that's what right. you're trying to get. And then you got to have to fi- find the right guys to bring it out in them, and they got to be in the right system. And it, It's the flip of a coin. It's, Either, a, it's, it's a gamble. It is. Yeah, it is. I just – I, I hope I've hoped for the best. I hope it's a good season in general. And I also hope that Tampa Bay doesn't go back to the Super Bowl. That's kind of hard figuring they're returning their whole team. If they stay healthy, you know they're going to make the playoffs. They have Tom Brady. I mean, kneecaps. Well, yeah, he had kneecaps. one he had one season where he got hit in the kneecap. Now there's a whole rule about it. I know. But hey, anybody and, listening? You just, just something, something's got to happen. Something's got to. I don't know what that is, and I'm not gonna say it, but something's got to happen. You guys, you guys, Tom needs to retire. Let's get him out of this business. Brent's Brent's a Tom Brady fan, so yeah. Shh, don't tell, don't tell Brent. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but no, Tom Brady. All due respect, but it's like, man. Okay. You you now are the new New England Patriots with with the Tampa Bay Bucks and you're at the tail literally the tail end of your career. Who like, knows who knows if he's actually at the tail end of his career. He's gonna the be guy, the oldest quarterback ever. He's gonna, gonna be fifty and I was gonna he say retires. he still plays like he's thirty at times. I know, I know the guy's in great shape and I know he, he follows a strict regimen and everything, his own regimen, by the way, which I, and then one, of the, a lot of money. one of the things about him is Mark Wahlberg also thing is one of the things about Tom Brady is he actually takes a pay cut every year so he can actually give money to the guys on the team to bring him around or keep him around. He's, he's what you call like an all American boy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't hate the guy. It's like the guy you love to hate, though, you know, because he's like oh, he's fucking. Been, he's been around for the last twenty years. Yeah, and he's never he's, like, he's never been bad. He's your LeBron James for like the new age of sports. I say new age, like they both, but they've both been around for freaking ever now, at this point in their careers, and it's like, yeah, those are your those are your guys. Those are the goats of this. Era. Speaking of LeBron James and the NBA, yes, I'm glad LeBron is out of the uh, playoffs. But yeah. there's actually four teams right now that haven't been to the NBA Finals playing for the NBA Finals. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've saw that, and yeah. neither none of those teams have been to the NBA Championship or Finals, whatever you want to call it. It's the NBA Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fantastic. Yeah. That makes since, it worth watching. Since the NBA ABA merger, none of those teams have been to an NBA Finals. I think that that to me um, is 
what makes like because you know you get tired of the Golden State and the LA, like the so this makes it exciting. This yeah. is exciting the, time. I mean, a lot of people. I guess a lot of the younger generation says that the teams that we grew up watching were super teams when you had the Chicago Bulls of the 90s when they really weren't a super team. They knew how to draft. So you drafted Michael Jordan and you drafted Scottie Pippen and you had other key players that you would pay minimum contracts that would complement those guys. And, yeah, they won three NBA championships. Michael retired for two years, came back, and they won three more. Right. Yeah. I mean, LeBron, yes, when he played by himself the first time in Cleveland, he made it to the NBA finals, and he lost, and he left the team. And I guess he wanted to go play with his friends, but he wanted (laughs) to win championships too. Right. But that was the birth of the super teams. You had the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. And now we've had super teams for the last 10 years. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a totally different thing and a different dynamic, like you said, because LeBron had to go to teams to win. They didn't necessarily draft around him, like you said, like Jordan. Like Once they knew what they could do with this player, granted it was a whole different league at the time, but that league was hard. I'm not saying the guys now are less talented, but the, the they don't play with the same intensity. Yeah, so I just feel like they, they once they knew that they had something, they put players in positions around that and built their team up that way. And like people can say whatever, but you know, I I, I will give the credit to them, even though I know Kraus and 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 Jordan had a bad relationship and I can't blame that like um but Jordan he's a mastermind man like he he knew what he needed for and he he made this could be an argument he made other players look better yeah he elevated the team because yeah he brought the best out of them because every day that they showed up to play he expected 110% out of all of them and I also think that that made him perform better they all brought it out of each other and like you know when I, I don't think now I could be wrong because I don't watch as much NBA anymore but I don't feel like LeBron brings that kind of uh, leadership and it, the, the intensity like he, he's got it but and and people can say he could play whatever position the guy's just so talented and great sure yeah, like, he's, he's a, got lots he's a, of accolades. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, a, I'm phys- not doubting. He's a physical specimen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to doubt anything. You know, I'm not going to just dismiss anything about him. But when you when you compare it, there's you can't compare. You're in well, a whole different era well, well, yeah, of that's, ball, for one. And well, two... That's like the argument, too, of different eras. How we were talking about Tom Brady. Yeah. You can't compare Tom Brady to Joe Montana. And those are the two greatest quarterbacks of their eras. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then in between there, you had Favre and Manning and all those. You can't compare them either because no quarterback plays the same. Right. Every every team is different. Every era is every game is different. Right. So, but like what uh, what I'm saying is, is just like with LeBron, he to me like he, he can lead the team to do some great things, but at the same time, I feel like LeBron's about LeBron. Otherwise, he he wouldn't have just abandoned teams. I mean, I get it. Yes, you want to win championships, and if you you feel like you're the only person on your team that can win a championship, and so you have to bounce around to find a team to help you win a championship, versus like let's rebuild this team like with you in mind. He he didn't have the uh, commitment to or. I wouldn't say uh, he didn't have the confidence in the Cavaliers' uh, management team to build the team around him. So I guess that's – I mean, that's why he took the free agency meetings and he went down and talked to Pat Ra- 
Riley, and he told him that, well, you come to Miami and I'll put the team around you that you need. Yeah, well, and the Heat had a good run. They did. They really did. But they went to five straight NBA championships. Yeah. They won two. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's nothing to, you know, snub. The thing is, one of their losses, uh, or two of their losses, at least one or two, was probably what to Golden State. Yeah. Which Golden State – At that time, too, especially. Yeah, but Golden State, I guess, would be one of the only teams we couldn't consider a super team at the time because they drafted their players just like the Bulls did. Yeah. They just – got lucky finding Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Clay. They got they got a lot of talent and it just but it just happened to, you know, jive. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. They uh they drafted well and the team gelled well together and yep. They won some championships. All I'll say is Steve Kerr, former ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Oh man, that guy's clutch. He'll always be clutch. He's like, he's like, he was. I'm not gonna say he's shooting half-court three-point shots like Steph Curry, but he's just as clutch. You know that guy can hit shots, and that guy proved that time and time again when he was. I mean, he hit game-winning shots for the Bulls, which I believe even Jordan himself passed off to him. This is his shot. Boom. I want to say there was history to that, but I remember that documentary they had about the Bulls in the finals. Some about, I want to say it was some about Steve Kerr's dad or something that was going on, and like Steve had wanted a big game, and like Jordan threw him the ball. I want to say it was something like that. There's something significant about it, and Jordan was just like, you know, you, you throw, throw up that game winner. Like, hey, you take the shot. Him, let him see this. Boom, and he hit it. I want to say there was something about that shot. It was it was awesome because it won the game for him, but it was like there was some significance to it besides that. And it was just like he just was like, here. Because, you know, they're going to give Michael that ball normally, but he was like, ah, this guy's got it. And that's how I mean he elevates the team. You know, he elevated the team all the time. So... I mean, in my opinion, he'll always be the goat. I mean, I, I, for but my generation. Granted, you had your, you had a lot of good NBA players, but before that, um, but yeah. And with that, we're going to go for a quick pause, and we're going to take another shot. Yeah. And we're back with shots. Shot, 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 shot. Is that a tasty shot? Shot. It's a it's a thinnaman. Thinnaman. Thinnaman? Thinnaman. We're talking about Michael are we talking about Mike Tyson now? Michael Tyson. Oh Michael Tyson. (laughs) All right. Your cheers to Mike Tyson. You you, re- you realize he's like 20 years older than us and can still beat the shit out of us, right? Without question, man. Oh, yeah. But yeah. if I was going to get punched out and put in the hospital by Mike Tyson, I might as well just talk a little shit huh. before I get punched out and put in the hospital It'd by Mike Tyson. be a hell Tyson. of a story. It's kind of like when the, uh, oh, what, what comedian was it? Was it Robin Williams? Where he's talking about, uh, uh, shit, can't think of it now. Some, was it a stand-up? Yeah, it's one of his stand-up comedy specials <laughs> i don't even remember you know um, man i need to go back and watch some of those him and carlin both oh yeah two of the greats i need to like their hbo specials oh man i think i have so all 14 of carlin's on dvd i need to go do, back and watch do those. people still own dvds i mean i still own them i never play well, them well yeah i own them too but do people still watch dvds i'm sure there are some people or do we just stream i'm sure there's still some people that are not internet capable or so much, you know, or not sufficient enough to stream. Stream. Like country folk. Nothing against, but I'm just saying, like, it's still hard to get decent internet out there. Like satellite, you can 
satellite internet. Dude, center, yeah, but, but the bad part is, if you get a storm, you lose your internet. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's just like, you know, you know what's crazy is we're supposed to get fiber here, eventually, like fast internet. Which yeah, they're they're supposed to. Or right now they have lines, uh, flags and stuff ran through my parents' yard. Yeah, because it's it's making its way here. Well, that's great because. Well, it pissed my dad I'm off. I'm just going to say it. Pissed my, dad, it. <laughs> it pissed so, my dad off for mowing. Here, he took the flags out. <laughs> well, it, hey, don't tell. you don't have to tell me. I'll take pictures. It's like at work, they've got all these construction projects going on right now, and they, they flag all your lines, and I get it, but literally, it's like running an obstacle course on my riding mower. Oh, yeah. That's why my dad just it, took them out. He's like, they painted lines on the gr- <laughs> or on the grass. It's all right. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying, man, because I, I just, um, I just mowed today, and it was a nightmare. Because you, I'm, I can cruise along, get that yard done in no time. But with these flags there, like, I, sh- when you're on a mower, especially a riding mower, you should not have to think. You just drive forward. You see the line. You cut. I don't need to be thinking which side of the flags I need to cut on when I'm riding on this just mower. Go, just, just go around them in circles. Start doing donuts. <laughs> and then you gotta, you gotta weed trim around that, and just so yeah, I'm with your dad. Just take them out. Like if they've if they've done what they need to do, and nothing is getting dug up in that area, and they can see where the lines are. You don't need to have you do those glorified flag throwers oh, the people that work for julie yeah you gotta call four one like, before you dig i swear there's like 10 flags in like a like five square foot area. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah, i don't know yeah but it's a lot better than hitting one of those lines and well dying or having for to pay sure, for I, it <laughs> yes and when you're digging i get it but i swear if i had that job i'd probably be that guy i'd probably be that guy just flinging out the ground. <laughs> just Son like, of a bitch I think you need like 30 right here. Just, yep. Well, you had nothing else better to do. You got to wait for somebody to call you, and you got to go to their yard and walk around with oh, that little metal man. detector and just fling it. But yeah, I think the internet, um, there needs to be a big improvement because our, our internet's garbage here. It's the bad, the bad part is all the times that we keep losing internet is because somebody cuts that damn fiber optic cable. Yeah, yeah, and I keep seeing those updates on that. And, and then like, if your kids are like my kids, it's, uh, the internet's out. What are we going to do now? Yeah, go play outside. Go play outside? Yep. Or go play in your room? Just don't throw your remote at your TV? Yeah. <sighs> what are we going to do outside? Well, you have a trampoline and a bike. What are we going to do with a trampoline and a bike? <laughs> I don't know. We did the same thing 30 years ago. We had a we hell of a time. Just, we were just fine. Yeah. You yeah. built some sweet jumps. You know what we had also? Super Nintendo. Cock. We also had a regular Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And we still played outside, too. Yeah. Unless it was really hot. That's true. Then you couldn't invite Brent over. Brent wouldn't come over. Yeah. Me and hot weather don't do well together. But you know what we did in hot weather sometimes? We played guitar. We did. We were in the garage, so it's a little bit of shade. Yeah. But not direct sunlight. But it's still pretty warm. Some of the times I know we played, it was pretty warm. And... There were times where we paint faces, and it was pretty warm, too. Look, look like Mudvayne. Yep. Yeah, those we were the days. We still have the picture somewhere. I do. I have them in a photo album, like 15 feet from us. <laughs> oh, the glory days. The, the glory days. But, no, those are the good times, man. Playing guitar, and... Actually, I think I played bass for us then. Oh, yeah, those days you were. You hadn't... Remember, because, yeah, you you started off doing that, and then you ended up getting a, a guitar and learning how to play that. Uh, well, yeah, playing bass by yourself is boring. Yeah, it, well, yeah. Not saying anything bad about bass players. I mean, you guys are important. Plenty of greats. Yeah. Just, But, like, yeah, I get it. When you're you're on your own and you're learning a bass line versus a guitar riff. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot, lot different. Because you're, you're hearing all the other instruments. 
and you know, and like you're, you're and just, just and you're and backing you're, up yep. those instruments. You're like, just sitting going boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah. So the other instruments could be like, and you're just like, you know. And so I get it. I get that's, it. It's about it's a valuable thing, unless it's the Injustice for All album. Other than that, it's a valuable tool. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's why uh, we all know the greatest bass players of all time, like Cliff Burton or Flea, Les Claypool. They they stand out on the bass. Yes, they do, and those guys made it their own. I do believe. Where, where did I hear that story? Uh, something about speaking of like bassists that are really good. I, I I remember hearing a story about Les Claypool and how, um, like he he tried out. Yeah, he went to the same high school as Kirk Hammett. So he from, tried out for the Meta- band from Metallica. Yeah. yeah, and they were just like, "Man, <laughs> like you're you're really good, but you don't fit what we need." Yeah, you're. I think you'll be just fine on your own. Whatever you end up doing, but I mean. It's kind of a good thing it happened because then we wouldn't sure. have sailing the sea of cheese or right, or and then Tommy at the, the same cat. time we wouldn't have had Jason Newstead, and then we wouldn't have had Rob Trujillo because I mean both in their own right, like Jason. We, Jason we can good. even give credit to Bob Rock, who was the bassist in between both of those That's guys. That's true. Also, their music producer, that guy, which yeah. it was on well albums that a lot of people don't like, but man, there's some catchy tunes on Load and Reload, and man. I, I'm in the minority. I know this, but both of those albums, I can still listen to the majority of those albums, save a couple songs. To me, that's saying something. I mean, I know that might be because I'm a super fan. Like I really love that band, but I also think it speaks to their like they change their sound, but they can still make it sound good and do something with it and still be able to carry on for this long. I mean, they're still relevant now. People know. Oh yeah. For 40 years later. Yeah. People still this know is the li- name. This is literally 40 years. Metallica yeah. was formed in 1981. Yeah. And it's well, insane. okay. Actually, but they recorded their first album in 1981. Yep. So, well, they, they're, they're no life to leather EP. <laughs> yeah. So. They, yeah, they, God, they um, I I was gonna say a big word, but I can't because I've been drinking shenanigans, and I couldn't help you out because I had a mouthful of beer. <sighs> but I mean, they've basically, you know, te- the test of time. Like they've they've withstood the test of time. Like they're yeah. still they're still here. Metallica is um, like the metal version of the Beatles. Yeah, people are still listening to the Beatles. What are we gonna say? 60 going on 70 years now yeah and i hope that it's timeless like i do hope that down the road oh inner sandman's never gonna go anywhere oh well, it's it's definitely not i mean it's the most overplayed metallica song of all it, time yeah, and absolutely. it always it always will be but that's what uh, that's what put what? metallica mainstream on the map yep absolutely i mean i you know I, I I love that band. There are many bands out there that I really um, enjoy, but that's one that I is a solid, you know, for me. Go, I go to. go to like if I like, what am I going to listen to? Uh, I'm burnt out on everything. Metallica. Uh, well, I'm just going to go shuffle the entire Metallica oh. catalog and listen to. Which some. I'm pretty sure most of the reason that. Well, you started to learn how to play guitar is because of Metallica. Yeah. I mean, it, but the odd thing and is, it's like... Some of the first songs I ever learned how to play on guitar were by Metallica. Which is like kind of odd because, you know, they're, they're thrash. The old stuff was very fast. And I, I my first song was not fucking Nothing Else Matters. Like probably a lot of beginning guitar players learn My, mine was uh, master of puppets but yeah. that's because that's what i wanted to learn and i wasn't yeah. gonna stop until i learned how to play master puppets yeah exactly like i i love those songs and so it's like got into tablature and and learned those and it was it was so much fun i remember being a teenager and learning those songs and 
like my patience now is not the same but back then man as soon as i for, learned like the first whole intro riff to master of puppets like all the way through the and and into the verse like or the first verse or whatever and i was just like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> you know like oh my god i can play this this is awesome and um the feeling it gave me was so fucking good and then building on it and then learning solos later on and being able to build up and try to learn that stuff man it's so much better to i, I mean chords and classical training and all that not, i'm not knocking it it's just i we, never learned that yeah, stuff we are, we're self-taught yeah so it's like those but those were oh. and, and then the thing is you, we both became good enough to where we could play with people that were trained and knew all that and they start talking about stuff like that and we're sitting here going uh i play guitar yeah. i don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah <laughs> like oh whoa like, so like i've played in bands where what's the scale you're yeah, using yeah. i've I played in bands with guys that have done that they're like well it's in this it's in this key and i'm like well i don't know what the hell that key is right I'm like you give me the tab or you tell me the chord i can play it yeah and i mean or if I, I listen to the song i can figure it out like I could do chords well enough, but like you said, it's just the guys who are classically trained in red sheet music. Yeah, I yeah we can't do that. No, I can't. And good on them. Good on them. You know, fine. But I just did not. And it was so easier for so easy for me to just read numbers. Oh, okay. And then once I figured that out, I was just like, oh, okay. Like you could just read it, just like they would probably read sheet music. Just as quick and well, I know there was the the summer that I learned how to play guitar and I wasn't around you guys much that summer, but you guys all knew me as a bass player and I came back later that fall and was playing guitar and I could solo and all that and still to this day some of the people that we grew up was like, Well Brent sold a soul to the devil, just look at him playing guitar now. That's the but, truth. That's the truth. And then he even went on to start his own band. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a great time. It was fun. Yeah, you guys, we we went out and watched Southern Comfort for, shoot, I don't know how many gigs you guys had, but it was a it was a good for, five five year run. Yeah, you guys were around for a while, and it was awesome. Like we, um, went to a lot of the shows, a lot of those shows. You guys put on a good show. You did a lot of good covers, and um, we we did a Metallica medley. Yeah, and that was really cool too. That was like that was my favorite part. But um throwing some Megadeth every once in a while. Not in the medley, but Right. But or yeah. Pan or Pantera. You know, it's just those are the good old days, man. Like, um just we, the, hell, for those probably three or four years of that I think we were the house band for the bar in Tallulah. I think we played there at least once a month. You guys were there a lot, yeah. Yeah. We packed the place every time, though. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that they were the only place to drink after a certain time of the night because they had a later liquor license. But, hey, we're, we packed the we're, place. We're just going to say that they packed the house because they were that good. They did, You guys put on good shows, though. You guys did, you know. And I mean, you were crowd pleasers. You did a lot of the songs oh, people yeah. knew, we, liked. We, we didn't. And, we may not like half the songs we played. Yeah. But we understood but, that we were getting paid to right. entertain. Yeah. So, yeah. and if you want to uh, keep coming back, you're gonna have to. That, that's like the entertain. that's like the uh, first gig we played. But I think uh, I was the oldest member of the band, and I was like 17. And this was the early, early days when we had like Drew as our drummer, and he was like 13. My dad had to come with us, so we weren't even old enough to play in the bar, and we were pushing the equipment in. And of course, as soon as you open the door, of course everybody turns to see you. Yeah, and you see these kids pushing instruments in, and you could tell that entire crowd's going, "Ah, oh, shit! What are we in for?" Yeah, and we're doing sound checks, and yeah, Sesame Street music. Oh yeah, Sesame Street kicks ass. It does, I especially mean, in a bar. Oh yeah, but no, we'd be doing sound checks just to tune up and everything, and the, we probably scared some of them off because, of course, we're going to screw around. So, I mean, like. 
pick up the guitar and start going Rob Zombie or White Zombie. And then they're like, okay, well, now it's showtime. And one, two, three. And you start playing Hold On Loosely by 38 Special or <laughs> Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. And uh, about 10 minutes later, half the people in the bar going, these kids aren't that bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe they have some roots. Yeah. So you play about five or six of the songs they like, and then you just throw one in that you like. And then you play a couple more, and you throw another one in. And right. Yeah. You just find that right mix. and. Then, That's what it's about. And then people started asking, well, can you guys play this song? And, well, we may not want to play that song, but we'd find a cover of a version that we liked, and we'd incorporate that, and we got a pretty good kick out of it. So, That's that's the main thing is, like, finding that balance. You know, you want to be the crowd pleasers um, for the business aspect of it, but you still want to play some stuff that you enjoy. So just being yeah. able to and then we do got, both of those. And then we got to the points where we could – half-ass or fake a song a lot yeah. of the times and we've had nights where people come up and hey can you guys play this song uh well we can give it a shot i think that's how i think that's how, or i think that's how crazy bitch by uh the buck cherry buck cherry yeah buck I, think, cherry. I think that's how we actually learned that song they're like we had a group of girls can you guys play this we're like uh you should probably give us about 20 minutes maybe like we're about to go on break so i think i went outside i looked at the tab and we came back and Jake pulled up the lyrics and was literally singing it off his phone, but we're like, didn't, didn't, and we just went with it. Nice. We actually learned it the next week because it went over so well. Oh, yeah. That was a big song, too, for the day. Showing how old we are. Well, <sighs> old. Well, we're not actually that old, but... We're old enough. With the times. We're old enough. We are. Sorry for the... Uh, moment of silence we both took a drink of beer <laughs> it it happens on occasion it does but um yeah man the, the those are the glory days like i miss i've been playing guitar um but i i still miss you know that camaraderie and playing with people and jamming and we've, we've jammed a few times and yeah the two we, of us have we, we can't play as well as we used to but uh mm, life nope. life comes up and it happens it does happen you know, I, you know, I, I mean, one of these days, one of these days we might get together and maybe but, if Drew, if Drew still plays drums at all. I don't think the kid will ever give up playing drums. Well, then he, he shouldn't because he's got a little one. And he's got to pass that on to now. Oh well, yeah. So I think that we could all get together and we, we know a singer. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, well, he's, we we got it. We got to get him in on it. We can try. It's gonna take some effort. Yeah, I've pissed him off a lot of times, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But we were in, we were in a band together for like ten years. It happens. Yeah, I mean it's like a roommate. You know? Oh yeah, you get you get to know and get comfortable with each other, and then you you know so. I think I think still to this day every year when the A bait come or the A bait downrider comes the benefit, I think we still get asked, "Can you guys just like get together for one show? We just want like an hour." It's like, no, that can't happen. Why? Well, the two of us don't really get along the greatest at times, and another one lives in California now, so uh, we're gonna say no. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, man, if you're going to do Southern Comfort, you got to have everybody. I mean, I guess. Well, maybe besides one member. There is somebody you could get for drums, drums but. Is it, the, is it the original drummer of Southern Comfort? May or may not be. He may listen to this. <laughs> well, then. You may be up to bat. Yeah. You did play the A-Bait with us the one time because the other drummer already had moved to Washington. Before he moved to California. So there you go. Yeah. Right. We, oh, I wasn't going to name any names. Um, I didn't either. I, I sneezed. Oh, okay. <coughs> so bringing up something that we talked about in the very beginning about fiber optic cables and streaming. Yeah. How we talked about do people still watch DVDs and... Yeah. I mean, people still own DVDs, but do people still watch DVDs? That's like the death of the video stores. 
I know. Like, like growing up in our day, there was nothing better than going to Blockbuster or Family Video. You Don't remember? Remind ho- me. Do you remember Hollywood Video? Yes. I mean, you try to rush there to get it. A movie when it first came out or a video you, game. That uh, seeing the video stores close is one of the saddest days for me. It's a sign of the times, I understand, but it was still sad to see because even my oldest daughter, even Leah, remembers going to the family video and uh which is cool. I'm glad she at least got to experience it. But um man like there was nothing like you said ex- more exciting about like I remember being in in junior high high school and a new game would come out and you knew the exact date the game was coming out you call them and let them like hey do you have this game in can stock you, can, can you, you hold, hold this it for us? me and even if it was blockbuster and they didn't have it here in town because at that time we didn't have the family video yeah it was just video store but like and you know, at Blockbuster, we'd, we'd, we'd get like one copy of the game. Yeah, so like Blockbuster in Springfield, you knew would have like four copies or something. So it's like, hey, could you hold this? And back then, they they usually would. So it's like, drive all the way to Springfield, get this game, play it. Back then, it was like on a Friday, so you had the weekend. Then they changed that shit to Tuesday, which I'm like, who the fuck came up with this idea? Tuesdays for a fucking video game, man. I, I gotta go to school. Yeah, by but, the way, we're not recording on a Tuesday right now or anything. Yeah, where's yeah. the fucking video games tonight? Where? Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. I can just download them on my Xbox. Yeah, we can stream it. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's you not. guys, there, there's no excitement anymore because games are just there. Like, boom, here it is. Uh all the the rentals and stuff it's it's not the same it's just not the i feel like it's like amazon any anything online is just taken away from the value of anything because it's right there anytime you want something boom it's right there netflix and gamefly were the the oh destroyed it were the start of the downfall that's absolutely true i mean it was awesome In the beginning, because right. they would come right to your door, and you didn't have to go to the video oh, store. Oh, the convenience? Yeah. What is this? What? I got DVDs, and then it was Blu-ray. What? I got Blu-ray right to my door. Thing is, though, I was one of those people. I still went to the video store. I did, too. I, I, I did, and I went to like the kids' section um, and would get stuff for, for Leah, and then... Like I, I, I don't, man, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. I feel like having limited options because things were out. Um, there was something about it, like you had to choose. Okay, well we're here. This is gone, and I wanted that. So are we gonna rent something else and just watch it? So you'd stroll around for a couple minutes, ten yeah. minutes, five yeah, minutes, five try minutes, to ten find minutes. Something. Yeah, try to find something that's yeah. catch your eye, right? Half the time you just see something on the cover and be like, "Well, that kind of looks interesting." Yeah, and you, but you you could still come up with something. Not only that, but you could also have a late fee for four years, as long as you paid something on it. <laughs> because or 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 they would make a deal with you, It'd be like, "Hey, I see you have this late fee. We'll go halves with you, and then yeah, you're good." We'll just uh, waive this because we know we're going to go out of business soon, so we're gonna. You might have owe us yeah. forty dollars. Yeah, I know. I worked. I worked next to a video store for years. <laughs> so yeah, those late fees. That's the only thing I don't miss is the late fees because actually, I, you remember when there were VHS tapes and you rent one and then you get home and the motherfucker didn't rewind it. Yep. They they weren't be kind rewind. Oh, like, son of a those bitch. Are the good old days. The video. I'm store. Like now, I gotta wait like another five to ten minutes to watch this movie. Be kind, please. Rewind. And that was our toast to VHS tapes. Mm. What oh, kind of beer are you drinking fun. tonight? I've got the Hazy Little Thing IPA. From Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada. One of the OGs of craft beer. Oh, yeah. Family owned, operated, and argued over. By Ken Grossman. One of the godfathers of beer. Hey. Or at least, God bless at least him. craft beer. God bless him. 
And I have a uh, drum roll, Hazy Pale Ale from uh, Odell Brewing in Colorado. Oh, yeah. That's it's also pretty, a good brewery. It's pretty tasty. I have to go out there sometime. I'd just love to go to Colorado. It's a 12-hour drive. Can do it. Yeah. Can do it. If you drive fast enough, you probably do it in nine hours. Dude. Just can remember, it. Kansas is a flat, boring-ass state, and you got to so go through Nebraska. it to get there. So is Nebraska. Well, yeah. They're about the same. They are? Yeah. That's okay, though, man. That's I mean, okay. It's another Midwest state. 12-hour drive? I could probably do it in... That's what I was about to say. Nine. 11 and a half. 11 and a half? All right. <laughs> I've been making a lot of stops. I got a, I got a small bladder. Yeah. For, or luckily, luckily for me, tonight, I haven't broke that seal yet. So, mm. Actually, I haven't either. But I am going to grab another beer. And with that, we might take another break and possibly come back with one more shot. (laughs) And we're back. Shot. Shot. Numero trace. Yeah, I think that's going to be the... uh, Format for the show. We'll talk for twenty-ish minutes. Take a shot. Actually, we open the show with a shot. Yep. Talk for twenty-ish minutes. Come back with another shot, another topic, or story, or any shenanigans. Shenanigans. Slancha. <sighs> mm. Just put it in reverse. <laughs> oh, Adam Sandler. Um, a little reverse action. Slancha. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is a really rough Speaking first of, episode. Yeah. Speaking of Adam Sandler, how we just says Slancha. You realize the voice that he did for Hubie Halloween is literally that character. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I think of whenever I hear like him in movies is like when he, before he did movies, he did all his audio CDs. And those characters were also in his movies. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So but yeah, I love Adam Sandler though. He's like one of those uh really nerdy, geeky, like Jewish like why I have to say Jewish <laughs> like it matters. Hey, he makes but it, it a plays, he makes it a point. Yes, but it plays into oh, yeah. all of his comedy, which is great. But Come on, it's turkey for me and turkey for you. <laughs> crazy Nights, man. Yeah. It's a good cartoon movie. But yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, the the shot and the slancha as yeah, a throwback to, um, I don't know, if Stan and Judy's Kid, I think was the album, and, and that was like Crazy Uncle Donnie. Yeah, he killed everybody the in the boat. Yeah, with yeah. oh my God. And then at the end, what the cops, the cops run him over with their boat. <laughs> you, got, you guys are never going to catch me. I'm the fastest fucking butterfly swimmer in the fucking world. And then a little reverse action. Blur, 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 blur. You hear him say, blur, blur, fuck you. Blur, blur, blur. <laughs> oh, such good stuff. It brings you back to our childhood. It does, but it also it brings me back to a time when uh, YouTube wasn't there, so you had CDs or tapes. Yeah, but cassettes. That, like if you weren't watching a um, a stand-up special or something that was on HBO, because that's where all the stand-up specials were. If yeah. you didn't have Com- HBO, Comedy Central is still an up-and-coming type sh- station. Yeah, so you ch- didn't channel. You didn't always. You weren't privy to that stuff if you had basic cable. You know, so. Adam Sandler for me was with those albums like uh, like his first one like with the Ode to My Car the piece of shit car and all that stuff um, like that was comedy gold to me that was right around the time of the internet too so you used to get the uh, AOL yeah. CDs in the mail for, yeah. for 100 free minutes yeah and then good old dial up mom get off the phone <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was yeah but oh man the, but those were the days 
those are the days that taught you patience too and now nobody has patience I wonder why because everything's downloadable in an instant unless you live in Menard County you you could pay for the high uh, or for the good internet but it's still I have the good internet yeah I know quote unquote me too good internet it still crashes a lot it still sucks well that is true <laughs> 50 50 megs download more uh, like like eight if I'm lucky not not when you got like t- six TVs running and hey to be fair with that I shut that shit off like because of that and I still oh. and my Xbox is hardwired directly from the modem I, I just have or from the router I just have so, five people that live in my house all watching five different okay, things okay well TV. that does make a difference yeah yep. yes it does yep. so that is you well yeah well, for I'm sure saying, but yeah but on my own I can have five megs download speed with nothing in this house running and it pisses me off a little bit Cascom you suck Mike on the other hand that works for Cascom you don't suck you're a good guy Mike, I'll take Brent's word for it. You're a good guy. I don't know you, but... You don't know the Cascom guy? Rock, rock on. Rock on? Your company sucks, though. No yeah. offense to you, though. Yeah, no offense. No offense to you. Hey, we all got to make a living. Yep. We all got to make a living. No and offense. we're not all Adam Sandler. That's right. Ode to Cascom. Yeah. So... How do you think we should finish the show out? Um, each, each show is going to be roughly about an hour. We're maybe yeah. a minute or two over for right now. Yeah, we're uh, feeling it out. This is probably going to be nothing like the rest of the episodes. I feel like this is just a, a dry run, uh, like figuring out the, the the equipment levels. Our intro theme, I mean, for fuck's sakes, like, we're, we're, we're doing all this tonight, so, um, with minimal preparation, so I think that, you know, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a couple weeks, a couple episodes, but, like, by the, even the next episode, I feel like we'll have a more, um, steady, polished, steady, steady flow. flow, yeah, yeah, I think so, and, but, also, I do think we need a little more on the shenanigans side. Like, I know shenanigans well, can cover a lot of things. Like, it could just be, like, well, yeah, I think been... I think the shenanigans that we're talking about is just how it's just, just random. random topics. Yeah. Because for we're, sure. we're not we're not on video. If you were on That's video, if you were on video, you could do other things. But I have to do video chats all the time, and... I don't like being on video. I know Brent doesn't like being on video, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think with a good formula and something, Brent could only even be on video for like a minute. But that's yet to come. We have to figure that out. We got to figure all this stuff out. I mean, it's not, it's not point a camera in your face and, and you know, smile but I don't know figuring it out we will we will we will only get better just like most podcasts <sighs> with time things will improve so that being said I mean I think uh we'll just say uh cheers and uh we will see you guys next week cheers to beers Oh, wait, not next week. This will be a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah, we're bi. Yep. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Have a good night. Cheers.